Hello, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me as always is Marshall Brook. You can call me Gamer. Oh, big gamer guy over here. Oh, yeah, you know me, playing games. Yeah, what's your favorite game? Baldur's Gate 3 is my favorite game at the moment, but I really like Hopscotch. There we go. (laughs) Through a a big Hopscotch guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you got one, two, three. Oh, oh, there's two of them next to each other. What do I do? Four, five, six? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I always love the Hopscotch one where there's three. Oh, <laughs> you got to squat for that one. <laughs> yeah, you got to squat all the way down for it. That was a good game. Foursquare was good. I like uh, the two-leg race instead of the three-leg race where you, <laughs> you're you taped to each other, but you're just standing. like You're both together face-to-face exactly. or ass-to-ass. And both both of your legs are taped to both of their legs, so you just have two legs, and your knees don't bend the same way. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's fun. super fun. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did that at the company picnic, and apparently that wasn't even an event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just started doing that. We just like hired a DJ and went outside. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, coworkers showed up because they were like, "What's what's going on out here?" Yeah. <laughs> I always love it when businesses are like, "You know what we need? A DJ for this corporate Christmas party." Because I love hearing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with like thirty air horns in it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's good. Well, Marshall, uh, I got a question for you. You know, real simple one. How how did they fake the moon landing? Oh, that's easy, man. Oh, cool. Uh, So what they did is they uh, uh, invented photography and cameras uh, about 150 years beforehand. Okay. Roughly. I don't know. Easy enough. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, (laughs) man, I I totally spitballed a number there. (laughs) Um, and then uh, uh, after they invented the cameras, they were like, yes, one step closer to faking the moon landing. Right, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, they fed the blueprints, the military industrial complex, fed the blueprints of the first airplane to the Wright brothers. Okay, yeah. Um, and then we started two world wars. Right. Um, and then we made mortal enemies. Uh-huh. With the commie bastards. Sure. Um, um, and then, and then we set up a soundstage and filmed it with those cameras. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, pretty, pretty linear sequence of events. Yeah. Kind of boilerplate. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I, I could, I, if y'all want to get more in depth, uh, you can follow my podcast. Marshall Brook unveils the history of the fake moon landing part one. Yeah. Um, Look, that's a wondery joint, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's part one, but it's four, uh, 43 episodes. Uh, okay. But they're all called part one. Well, no, the series is called Part One. Oh, gotcha. Okay, Part yeah. Two uh, won't be released until the government, uh, uh, quote unquote, finds Atlantis. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but y'all keep your eyes open in the news. It's coming, folks. Yeah, it's in Georgia, <laughs> Atlantis, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Great rap scene there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's where my mer- merfolk be. <laughs> Well, as you guys have guessed, this is a comedy and music discovery podcast. Each week, Marshall and I, we take a select theme and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. This week's theme is Game Protagonist Therapy. Yeah, that's right. We got some video game characters and they're getting some help. <laughs> and they need it. They need it. They they got, you know, sometimes when you're Sonic, you're running around and you're just like, what the fuck are all these rings for? You know? I move so fast, but sometimes when I wake up in the mornings, 
I just don't want to get out of bed. I I just got hit and I lost all my money. I think <laughs> everyone can relate to that. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every from us, the broke guys, to the people at Succession. Listen to our podcast, Two Broke Go- Two Broke Boys. <laughs> Two Broke Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and we work we do work together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we do we do have some crazy characters. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> And uh, uh, I'm the one with the boobs. Yeah, and then there's that 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 group of people who are constantly following us and just laughing. Oh, dude, everywhere we go. Yeah, and it's like, what's so funny? I slipped on a banana peel. Having a real life laugh track actually kind of gives me the blues. It makes me want some game protagonist therapy. Yeah, that would be the weirdest form of like uh, schizophrenia. <laughs> Like if you think you're Seinfeld, you know, like what's, like uh, what's you're just like show? walking around as boom, but boom, boom. That's like uh, boom, that's like boom. too many cooks. Yeah, that's sure. like kind of what too many cooks is. You know, I mean, like in a degree, like like if you look at it in an abstract way. Yeah, I guess anything is anything if you look at it abstractly, though. Everything is too many cooks. The invention of cameras is the fake moon landing. Yeah, too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Marshall, I think it is time for us to crack into our first segment. That's a little segment we like to call Beer of the Day. Let me go again, please. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. It's time for Beer of the Day. Zach, stop buying Miller Lite. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. I can't afford it. <laughs> The true purpose behind this month's sobriety. Well, Zach Webb is broke. Yeah. Oh, boy, am I so... I, you ever been so broke you're sober? <laughs> I think when you're that broke, uh, that's when you're broken enough for therapy. Yeah. Damn, I wish I had a beer. <laughs> beer, the therapy of the throat. Yeah. <laughs> God, gross. Yeah, I, I thought of the worst way to phrase that very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was just right off the, the top of the dome. Well, Marshall, what are you drinking? Well, today, Zach, I took the, the, the advice of our lovely uh, friend who told you not to buy Miller Life, Light. Light. Yeah. And I bought the Life version of Miller, the High Life version of Miller, the oh. Champagne of Beer. What is this, another birthday episode? Oh, so this one has been sitting in the garage, okay, um, for months. It was next to my it was next to my drum kit, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I specifically have not taken a sip of it until just now. Uh, well, I'm about to, yeah, because uh, I'm not sure if it's sour or not. I don't know whether it was out there in the heat of the summer or if it's a a recent acquisition to the the, the drum can pile. Yeah. Um. So, uh, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. There you I, go. Yeah. Tastes like very light beer. I think it's fine. Oh, nice. All Hell right. Yeah. Good old garage <laughs> Drink beer. Drink my life. Yeah. Drink garage you- floor beer, because garage beer could imply that it's in a fridge out there. <laughs> sure. Garage floor beer. Garage soda. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marshall, you know me. I'm I'm still in the 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 the, the, the throws. The throws of dry January. Uh so uh me, I'm sipping on that drink. You know what it is. It's a great value, purified drinking water uh, with flavor-enhancing minerals. 
Oh, wow. This one's a lot like last week, except it's the Walmart store brand instead of the Sam's Club store brand, which yeah. is owned by the same company. Yeah. <laughs> so you can pick these up any at any Wally World. Uh, you can get a 48-pack for uh, $5. I wonder if that water literally sprayed out of the same nozzle just into a different bottle. 100% so. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you think they have two hoses? They're capitalists. They're, they don't have room for that. They yeah. just have one big vat where there's a guy with a huge spoon stirring minerals into the water to enhance the flavor. Yeah. What <laughs> What do you think they they're millionaires? Sorry. What do you think they're mini uh, millionaires who care about their you know their customers? Come no, on. Zach. They're billionaires who don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I salute them. Today, Miller High Life, real billionaires of genius. <laughs> We, su- we salute you, Walmart water bottle filler-up guy. It's... Watermart water bottle filler-up guy! I love how, like, uh, like, like, at least, like, a quarter of our country, you could play <laughs> an ad where it's just a rich guy who's like, I'm richer than you, fuck you, buy vote my shit. Vote for me. Oh, yeah. buy my shit, yeah. Yeah, or, or vote for me, or just do whatever. And they're just like, yeah, well, he's successful, yeah? I could do that one day. Yeah, that guy is me. Bro, you work at a pie factory. Dude. <laughs> he owns the factory. He's the reason you need a union. Bro, pie factory would be a dope job. Are I know. you in the pie factory workers union? <laughs> <laughs> the dues make it seem like it's not worth it, but when you dig through that crust into the nice filling that is pie filling... Because you get pies for bonuses at the pie factory now yeah, that the course, union's right. there. Yeah. It's like a pizza party, but with a, a regular pie instead of a pizza pie. It sucks, though, because HR is just a clown, and whenever you have a complaint, <laughs> he just fucking hits you in the face with a fucking pie. It sucks, dude. <laughs> honk, honk, please submit your complaint form. <laughs> Honk, honk, don't forget to submit your PTO. Splat. <laughs> he, he, you grab a pin to fill out the form and it sprays ink on you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like fucking wasting the pies. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Well, Marshall, uh, <laughs> on today, our episode is, you know, about uh, about therapy, about getting better. So I was thinking, uh, you know, what if we checked out some self-help books but specifically some negative reviews of self-help books. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, these books, these people did not find helpful. It's This is going to be an interesting one because, well, because first of all, I'm just thinking back on previous reviews of books that we've done. We did the biographies. Yeah. We've done reviews of other things. And, and, and on this one, it's interesting because I feel like a portion of them just like didn't do what was in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm not a big self-help book kind of guy. That's yeah. not me, but I'm also not doing great, so maybe I should be, but like <laughs> <laughs> but like I just feel like I don't know, we're going to get some where maybe maybe they're 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 justified or maybe it's just like, "Hey, Timothy, you got to try harder." Yeah. I uh I mostly read like Eastern philosophy, like like Buddhism, like books, you know, like and those types of self help here and there. That's self help in a very different way, though. Right, it's not a guy pushing books just to be like, you know, fucking, you know, buy my book, live <laughs> out your dreams. Self help books in America are just literally like like so materialistic. It's just all wow. 
Yeah. You just opened my eyes to something, Zach. Yep. Here's the thing, Marshall. This uh, this segment's called Didn't Help Me. <laughs> All right. This first review is from the book Unfuck Your Brain by okay. uh, Faith G. Harper. Uh, Cameron Alley, one star. Three of those, like, red face swearing emojis. My yeah. brain is still fucked. My brain's still <laughs> fucked, you asshole. It said nothing. But, uh, but, but they put the three swearing emojis. Uh, one star. I'm not sure if this book has a single page that doesn't have a curse word in it. What? You bought the book with fucking the title. Over the top and just plain annoying. <laughs> I'm reading to learn. Not be bombarded with swearing. <laughs> In quotes, good humor as written on the back is a long shot. Maybe further in the book, but this thing is going in the trash where it belongs. One person found this helpful. I, I used to live with my great uncle. He was 72 at the time. Sure. I was helping him build a house in the woods. Yeah. Um, and, and over the course of that time, I had all of my DVDs with me. Mm-hmm. And so I like showed him a bunch of movies that he was just never exposed to because he lives like in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, sure. And one of the movies I had bought at movie trading company, like a Seth Rogen movie box set. <laughs> okay. And we kind of worked our way through several of them. Um, he liked Pineapple Express. He liked 21 Jump Street. But we got to Neighbors. Oh, yeah. Which is like a, a mediocre movie. Yeah, it's not, a, uh, not the best. Uh, but <laughs> I remember about halfway through this. Uh, there's one part where one of the guys, and I'm sure this happens multiple times in the movie, but there's one part where one of the guys just goes, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And my great uncle, who who curses like a sailor, just goes, I don't think I've ever seen such vulgarity in a film. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's just what this review made me think of immediately. I yeah. pictured my 72-year-old uncle smoking a cigarette on the Lazy Boy inside. Right. Um, I'm just being like, this book is too dirty. <laughs> this book is too fucking dirty with the fuck on the title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, because, you know, on the cover, it's like they bleep out the fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it's like on F and then like star star, you know, like K, your brain. So it's just like, what could that word be? Yeah, <laughs> like, unflip your brain. Unfl- your brain is flip flopped right now, <laughs> and we're here to make it flip stop with those bad vibes. Holy shirt, my brain is flipped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do another one. This one is called uh, "Think Again: The Power of uh, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know" by Adam Grant. Uh, this is a review from Jr. One star. This book is in a large font. (laughs) The title of the ad does not tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) What? If you want a normal font size, then there are other options that sell it. (laughs) (laughs) You think this you think this book's gonna be a normal size font? Well think again. Was that part of the review, or is that you just talking? That's me talking. Okay, that's what I thought. I just... Think again. Without that review was going, it could have gone that way, you know? Yeah. So, so this... 
the implication <laughs> that that he left a review for this book basically one star first of all yeah one star very negative review for this book a book that actively hurts this book from being sold potentially yeah um um just to say i bought the wrong version <laughs> the f- i bought the old guy version yeah what i think is funny is like what like like i wish there was another comment in here where it's like i bought the one that's too small <laughs> and then they kind of link up or something. There's or, a five star review. He's like, I bought the one that was just right. I don't mind large print books because I'll just flip through that shit. And I'm just like, man, I'm booking. <laughs> yeah. 300 pages in 20 minutes. I'm a fucking genius. I'm so fucking smart. I don't even need self help. Throws the book in the fire. <laughs> this font's great for a huge brain guy like me. JFK would be spinning in his secret bomb shelter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this next one is called The Power of Self-Discipline by Peter Hollins. Uh, This is a review by MN. Uh, One star. Too many misspelled words and grammatical errors. (laughs) I only made it... I only made it in the first 20 pages before I had to put it down. This book was obviously not proofread. Wrong words are used, poor grammar, and misspelled words. Not what you would expect from a published book. (laughs) And I find it really funny because the thing's called self-discipline, right? (laughs) The guy didn't edit his book. I think what probably happened was the publishing company, and I guess the editor tied to that company, really wanted that book because they needed that help. Yeah. And then and then they got the book, they went to edit it, and they just like played a bunch of League of Legends instead or something. Yeah. They're just like, I'll get to it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The, the guy's disciplined. He wrote a book. He, he, I, he, I don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> He's got the power of self-discipline. All right, this next one's called The Power of Positive Thinking. Got a lot of power. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing with with them. You know, you got to you got to get powerful. You got to power up. You got to unfuck like- yourself. Power up. <laughs> I feel like power is just not something I strive for. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like more, in any sense of the word? Yeah, you know, because power is the tr- the Triforce piece that Ganon's always after. And oh. he's the bad guy. Oh. All right, here's some real philosophy, some real self-help here. Don't go for the power. Yeah, go, go for, for the, the wisdom people. or the courage. <laughs> if you have wisdom and courage, power will come on its own accord. Yeah, link up. See what I did there? <laughs> With wisdom. And then you golden, baby. And then you'll unflip your brain. You'll unflip the fuck out of your brain. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent. I don't know if it's Peel or Pele. My legs saying Pele. Pele. One star, misprinted. <laughs> I, I just opened the book and the words are upside down. The end of the pages has the entire lettering cut off. One person found this helpful. So they're not thinking positively about this situation. On a book like 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 on a self-help book, that would be like you know those weird poetry books? Yeah. Where like the poems make different shapes and shit. Yeah, like Shell Silverstein. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's like this is is just self-help book where you have to learn to help yourself to finish the book. Because it's printed wrong. Yeah. 
So you're not thinking positively. It's kind you of, know, you're just thinking like, oh, fuck, this book is broken. Maybe you're broken, bro. Mr. Pele, I don't think you have the power that you need <laughs> to really help yourself. Yeah. You got to think positively. <laughs> Flip the book upside down then. <laughs> Half the lettering's cut off. Make up your own yeah, words. That's what I'm Guess. Guess. <laughs> Every, like, 8th or 11th word. Just guess it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the sentence doesn't make sense? Grow up. It's like a Mad Lib, but, you know, for your depression. <laughs> you need to fart bigger? <laughs> All right. So this next book is called The Comfort, Bur- uh, the Comfort Book by Matt Haig, right? And the uh, the reviewer is NC Teachers. I'm guessing North Carolina teacher, maybe. Who knows? It's a one-star review, and the person just put a word that does not exist, and I don't know if it's they forgot to put a space here, but it looks like underwhelmug. <laughs> underwhelmg? Uh, un- underwhelmog. Dead sober. Dead sober as I'm doing this. As opposed to underwhelming? It looks like they were meant to put underwhelmed and then OMG, but then they didn't, (laughs) they forgot the D and then put the OMG at the end of it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just thinking of like the research I did for this show, and Zach is like, what is this word? What is this word? (laughs) I don't want to say it again because I'm afraid of what I'll summon. Oh my god, you summoned Underwhelmook? <laughs> I mean, he's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of... Huh? It's whatever. OMG. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and this reviewer writes, Oversold by a reviewer. I found nothing comforting here. I prefer Annie Lamott. That's the end of the review. And... Did Annie Lamott write one of the other books that uh, we've talked about so far? No. So Anne Lamott, and I believe who that's re- they're referring to, has written some other great books, one of which I love a lot called Bird by Bird, and it's just mm. about the process of writing and stuff. Gotcha. She's a great author, but I thought her name was Anne Lamott. So it's like, why are you, like, do you know Anne? And is she cool with you calling her Annie? It would have been funny if she just said... Better books by Annie. Yeah. <laughs> like, just first just name Annie. basis. Yeah. <laughs> My pal, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this uh, this last one is from The Art of Letting Go uh, by Damon Zaharidis. Oh, that's kind of a cool name. Yeah, I don't See, know. See, that sounds way more like you'll summon something if you say it thrice. Yeah, Zaharidis.jpg. I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that's, that's from my phone. <laughs> but this is a review from John H. One star, uh, title line, bad. Subject, bad. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. They just Fucking got wrecked, dude. Got them. They got the bad, bad. Yeah. Like, the guy was like, hey. This is bad. How bad? Bad. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, not good. Couldn't let this one go. <laughs> Had to fucking burn it down. John H., you're a stone cold killer. John H., R.I.P. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when John's through with them. When John's done reading their book. 
Well, Marshall, that's the end of my segment, and I think it's time for us to start our main segment. And if you could do me a solid and just let people know how we do this part of the show each week, every time, if you're feeling it. Yeah. Same way we do it every week. Very straightforward. Very simple. Um, yep. it's, we've been doing the show over a year now. Never changes. Uh, Zach and I each created a five-song playlist. Yep. Uh, we have a hypnotherapist in studio with us who is going to hypnotize us. Mm-hmm. As the playlist plays, and just kind of whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Just like every week. Just like every week. Well, one of us will go, and then the other. Yeah, I always love when someone's like, hey, whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. (laughs) I'm like, cool, I'm leaving. (laughs) Why is our hypnotherapist wearing a gold chain and a wife beater? Yeah. (laughs) What's that pipe in his mouth? My name's Terry. Whatever happens, happens. Hey. (laughs) You won't know. You're hypnotized. He's he's winking at the one of us who's not going first. <laughs> Which is Stop you. it. Stop it. Stop it. Is this a part of the hypnotism? Anyways, Marshall. Uh, yeah. Like, like, you know, uh, you're, you're getting very sleepy. And, uh, and go. <laughs> My playlist will now begin with the song Throw the Guns in the River by Nino Mercury. Oh, no. Dip. That was nice. Yeah, man. This song is like good vibes and funky. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one complaint though, Marshall. Oh, what's that? So if we take all of our guns. Yeah. We throw them in the river. Uh huh. Beavers get them. <laughs> they make a whole big dam. <laughs> now the beavers are armed. I wrote at the very end of this. I'm oh, no. Gonna, no. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with beavers. I'm just going to hop ahead <laughs> to the end of this real quick. <laughs> that was my thought. That's, I, I just uh, <clears throat> went there. I put, and the song has a nice message, too. Toss those guns in the river. Sounds like it's, like, anti-violence. Yeah. Uh, I will say, this probably becomes a very dangerous river. Yeah. Apparently because of the beavers. Yeah. <laughs> You've described the Hudson River. <laughs> In New York City. <laughs> Throw the guns in the river. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen a video on Facebook of a guy who like is like like doing those like line the, fishing. The magnet fishing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he yeah, just yeah. pulls up a huge ass gun. Calls the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all wrapped up and is like, oh, this is a murder weapon. Oh, God. It's, I'm, I'm all over it now. There's fingerprints and DNA all over this gun that I did not throw in the river eight years ago, August. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I gotta... Ah. <laughs> I'm not gonna describe to y'all what Zach just did. <laughs> Maybe I do need therapy. 
So uh, I really love how like his lead vocal line just like plays with the harmonies from the background vocals, mm-hmm. um, and it's got that funky, funky, funky bass. Yeah. Um, and that bass just like is matched by an incredibly punchy like horn section mm-hmm. that just like shines through, blares a couple of notes like really staccato, and then moves right along. Um, it's it's really really good, just like combination of elements. The twinkly guitar is really good too, mm-hmm. and it's a nice message. Yeah. <laughs> then to the part about the dangerous river and the right. beavers and the Hudsons. I don't, yeah. You know, I don't want us to repeat the whole thing we just said all over again. Now, if the beavers get guns, <laughs> do they technically bear arms? Because they are beavers. They beaver arms. Leave it to beavers. <laughs> You're very, you're very punny today, Zach. Hey, I, I, I don't know. Sova, Sova, Zach knows his wordplay. <laughs> you know, sober me, who does like the lowest type of comedy. I can't see these puns from up here on High Life Cloud Nine. <laughs> <laughs> what is this show? So, <laughs> okay, so uh, Nino Mercury. Has zero monthly plays. Oh, no. I can find nothing about this guy. Oh, dip. It's like he does not exist online in the modern era. Ooh, music cryptid. (laughs) Nino Mercury, look out. He's on the mountain. Look out. (laughs) The mountain with the river with the guns. Bring your dog with you. Uh, The only trace I could find of him was from this album, which is a compilation album called Disc Jockey Fan Club Volume 1. Nice. Um, and so that was on Spotify. He links, has no other songs. On Discogs, he fucking links through and has no other songs. Hmm. So it's like it's like the guy doesn't exist. Uh, there is a rapper also called uh, uh, <laughs> Nino Mercury. Ah. So like, check him out if you want. Um, but I'm going to hype up this uh, this compilation album. I'll say it again: Disc Jockey Fan Club Volume One. Because it's from 1977, and there's just a bunch of groovy on it. Hell yeah. So it's groovy as hell. Nice, nice. An automatic steel door slides open to reveal a figure shrouded in shadow. He enters the room. Pale fluorescent light reflects off the back of his perfectly bald head. A barcode can be seen at the base of his skull. Oh, shit. I know who this is. A very serious-looking doctor sits behind a large wooden desk. His lab coat is yellow, and he's in purple suspenders. Wah! Thank you for making an appointment, Agent 47. (laughs) Dr. Wario's Mental Health Clinic for anti-heroes is always looking for new patients. What brings you in today? Wah! (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Something just isn't right. I woke up today and felt as though my whole life's work is meaningless. I thought going to work would help, but I domed a politician in his living room, and without even thinking, on my way home, I just tossed my guns in the river. Wah! It can be hard to find to find <laughs> fulfillment in life. I only went to med school for the cash. Maybe knowing your goals could help inform your mentality. Why'd you get into the hitman game? I've gotten to where I'm wondering the same thing. Sometimes it feels like I joined up for no reason other than it's the family business by stats. Isn't it funny what you can get used to when you don't look at problems? 
cool elements to this song yeah um i really love how it opens with those like really fast upbeat keys doing the melody mm. and then those keys do an awesome job of just dropping down to the roots when the vocal melody comes in mm-hmm. uh during the verse and then during the chorus it picks right back up and just builds into this huge thing it's really cool yeah um i also love how varied the the percussion is through the different elements of the song it like keeps each element engaging but then also it like makes it go through these distinct like phases and it the percussion helps like lead you it's like holding your hand and pulling you in so it just like feels very very natural the whole way through mm-hmm. very uplifting yeah, yeah yeah absolutely stats was a dance band from the UK uh from 2014 to 2021 Oh. Um, and they made some bops, bro. Nice. Um, I had a lot of fun just listening to a bunch of their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they currently have 2,400 monthly uh, plays. Um, and I'm really excited uh, that I found them because several of their songs are in my rotation now. The one I'd recommend most, though, is the song called Rhythm of the Heart. Nice. It's like a song that I want to dance to in like a 1980s new wave sort of way where you're just, <laughs> you're just jumping with your hands by your side. Sure, yeah. Uh, doing the, the pencil. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's not exactly like a new wave song. It's just got a lot of those elements to it where it's just like, oh, this is fun. I would love to like be in a club jumping to this. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend the band. They're pretty cool. I know, I know. It's weird for a clone to call it a family business, but like truly... The pressure to be an assassin is nearly insurmountable when your 46 identical older brothers are all doing it. Agent 47's head lowers to his hands in despair. Wah! Family can be tough. (laughs) I'm a doctor for Toad's sake. And still, everyone in my family is always hyping up my cousin Mario. His medical degree isn't even real. It's just something bestowed upon him by Mushroom University for saving Princess Peach. (laughs) Anyways, if this is back to family, let's talk about the dynamic you had growing up. (laughs) Agent 47 shifts uncomfortably in his chair before finally starting. I, I feel like I never got a proper childhood, you know? It's like the second I hopped out of the Petri dish and started walking, they put a gun in my hand. I never got to wrestle in high school or go to the dance. My parents never took us to the movies or to get ice cream. I don't know if any of that would have helped with this empty feeling, but I can't help but wonder. And one thing gets me more than the rest. I never got to drive the go-karts by quiet hours. (laughs) Hell yeah. Rush of blood to the head Reminds me we're not as we're lying in bed Come back to me Don't you know who I am Glitching out when you talk With your music lost in space Wish that I 
song this somber could only be written by someone who never got to drive the go-karts. Yeah. What do you what do you think it was? You think it wasn't tall enough? No, I I think uh I think his his papa never took him. Oh, his papa. I mean, I didn't listen to the lyrics very well cuz I'm bad at that. Yeah. Uh but the song is emo as fuck, that's for sure. Maybe maybe like he was like it's like, you know, like 10 minutes to closing <laughs> and he's trying to get on the go-karts. And he was just the last person not to get on the he go-karts. Spent, he spent his whole night playing skee-ball, and the yeah. little guy can't fucking get on the go-karts, and he's sad, and writing emo music for yeah, the Yeah, he's just like, years. and the guy's like, I'm sorry, man, can't let you on, and we're closing, so you have to go. And he's just like, I'm gonna write the fucking he's like, I'm gonna song. Start- I'm gonna write this fucking song right now. I'm gonna start a fucking band. And it's gonna start real slow. <laughs> it's just gonna fucking build <laughs> till it all just fucking explodes, dude. <laughs> and then someone's gonna say, "Hey, you want to ride a go kart?" <laughs> you hear me, Jeremy at Motor Speedway? <laughs> this one's for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this song is emo as fuck. Yeah. Uh, which again, for me, that's like a compliment. I like emo shit. Sure. Uh, but it's got, like, the whole first half of the song is just this super minor uh, chord progression on an acoustic guitar and him singing. And it makes it so fucking, like, melancholy and sad. Yeah. Um, and then about halfway through the song, a little bit before half, the whole band comes in. Yeah. And it gets really big. And they come in with their go-karts. <laughs> And they're all driving in circles around this loser and it gets on the so microphone loud. who's not allowed on the go-karts. <laughs> oh, man. It's like when the Ramones used to you know, piss each other off before a show. It's, it's just like they're all just, playing. It's just during the show and with gasoline <laughs> engines. In a closed venue. I could only see, I only could be 120 standing room only. They're called quiet hours, but they're called quiet hours because they keep getting kicked out of venues for being too loud. <laughs> Oi, 8 p.m.'s quiet hours, I guess. There's... I don't think they're British. <laughs> I don't think that was British, though, so I think I'm fine. Yeah. I don't know who that was. I don't think that person's in the van. I think that was the driver of the go-karts. So, um, oh man. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean no, to. No, you're good. Didn't mean to get you off course. Another pun. Uh, so, Quiet Hours has 180 uh, monthly plays uh, with releases uh, all throughout 2021 and 2022. Um, and after listening to a bunch of their songs, they do a great job of what I am going to start calling from here on out Indie X. Where X is whatever genre you want. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> so they just make like a very, like like a huge variety in different like genre type tones, but it's all like rooted in just like sad boy emo music. Uh-huh. Um, but it's nice because they do it well. And so you're, you're able to just kind of like have your pick of like whichever ones of their songs like really like, like tickle you specifically. Hell yeah. I would recommend their song Detained in Venice uh, from their 2021 album School Dance. 
Uh, Detained in Venice is fun because they do just kind of like little Mediterranean guitar riffs Mm -hmm. (laughs) just throughout. They just kind of pepper them in. And I'm like, oh, it does feel like I'm in Venice. (laughs) Detained by the police. (laughs) Don't know what accent that was. Neither. Yeah. You're killing it today. (laughs) After his admission of never getting to ride the go-karts, Agent 47 is now crying. He breathes heavily in an attempt to stifle the flow, and he hiccups one final time before composing himself. Wah! I ride go-karts with my family all the time. I know it looks fun, but once you get hit by one red shell, you realize it's actually a shit show. <laughs> what would you have done if you could have had another go at life? Without the expectation of being the world's greatest hitman on your shoulders. Do you have a dream? It's never too late to start dreaming. I don't know. As a kid, I always loved the circus. Ever since my brother killed both Ringling Bros in a contract. Oh, fuck. But it's kind of silly to say out loud. Wah! Your dreams aren't silly. (laughs) Shoot! (laughs) Well, I did always want... Well, maybe it's just that, oh, I don't think they even do this anymore, but my dream is to work for the circus as a human cannonball. Oh, shit. By Rhesus Monkey. Yeah, hell yeah. fun yeah this song's super fun dude yeah very like, very like i don't know like um kind of like childlike in a way you know wouldn't you know it uh rhesus monkey is a group of teachers who make music for kids that, that sounds right i was like big wiggle vibes right right um i think this is an excellent song i had so much fun listening to this one and maybe that speaks to my maturity um <laughs> but i enjoyed it greatly um it's got like those super like like every single part in the song is played incredibly punctuated incredibly like yeah it's like uh it 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 all feels like it could be the ball bouncing around inside of a pinball machine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but as a human (laughs) but as a human pinball god what a horrifying concept (laughs) right i said it and immediately thought of like the hell as you feel the spring winding down under you to shoot you into the machine yeah you do the thing where uh (laughs) you do the thing where you get stuck between like two of the bouncers and this is like and it's just like making infinity loop in the pinball machine up yeah. to like 10 trillion points you get the new high score but you got a black eye now horrifying horrifying new high score so uh like i said there are three school teachers and i guess they started a band um <laughs> these guys have 13 full-length albums 
from 2006 to 2018. <laughs> These guys fucking wow. output fucking music, dude. Jesus. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Um, a lot of it is very kids' music, uh, but honestly, they're pretty good instrumentalists. Like they, they, they all played the music well. Like, you, it, it definitely has kids' music vibes to it, but it's not like it's bad music. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like if 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 we were say driving to work and we were shuffling my songs, and then like this song came on, and you were like, change it, change it. Yeah. I'd be like, no, it's fine. I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> they get in the tube. So one of the things I really enjoyed about this, <laughs> they, Marshall, the, tube, they, the they, tube of the cannon. They get into the tube of the cannon. Get in that cannon tube. And then they uh, it's time it up. for the show. Get in the cannon tube. Come on now. <laughs> get in the cannon tube. Uh, so one of the things I really like about this song is that it's describing a woman who is a human cannonball at the circus. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, she's a human cannonball in life. It's describing, like, her morning routine, and it's talking about how she, like, bounces out of bed and, like, sprints across the room to the kitchen. Ah. And, like, is, like, bouncing around the kitchen, prepping breakfast and everything. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, it's very much just, like, it's, like, oh. Get up and go song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not about a man who's getting shot out of a cannon <laughs> for local entertainment. <laughs> It's only as local as the cannon, as far as the cannon can shoot. Yeah. You know, if it's a good cannon. That's over to the next county. <laughs> oh, over here in Parker County, we don't have any. Oh, my God, it is a woman, a human cannonball. <laughs> Dear God, it's it's like the song said, it's raining men. <laughs> I didn't believe them when they sang it, but now. Get the artillery ready. We're under attack. Call the president. <laughs> I'm the president? Fortify the walls. It's going down. <laughs> the guy just splats. <laughs> we threw all the guns in the river, sir, just like you said. <laughs> we don't have any artillery. Fuck. 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 <laughs> I need to unfuck my brain. Why would I tell you to do that? Man, we're on a roll. We've, like, <laughs> made a narrative within jokes. <laughs> So um, I would recommend this one song they have that like it came on and I was like, oh, this is like kind of grungy. Um, it's called Monster Truck. It's grungy at the start of the song when he's just like whispering the word monster truck at you. Um, and then it gets to where, you know, like uh, 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 it's it's an Internet thing right now. I don't know how topical this will be if someone's listening to this episode like eight years from now. You know that reel? It's like frog music. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that weird like synth thing. Yeah, yeah. That's in the Monster Truck song. <laughs> that came out in like 2010 or 2009. So I'm just saying frog music been going on for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Recess Monkey did it first. Yeah. Frog music has been going along since frogs. Yeah. And frogs been around a long time. Frog time been around since before human time been around. Mm-hmm. Frog time been around longer than I have. You know it's true. I'm a frogiologist. (laughs) Been studying frogology since I was 18. Damn, dude. (laughs) Why are you broke? Slippy's my favorite favorite (laughs) character in Star Fox. (laughs) Really? Slippy? He's a frog. This is like the worst one. He's a frog. The the rabbit or the donkey one? I can't, I can never tell which one that is. (laughs) 
It's just floppy ears and big teeth, and I don't know if that's donkey or... Star Fox is the reason that I got into frogging. <laughs> I mean, we are at that age where, like, someone would be like, why'd you become a pilot, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, Star Fox. <laughs> that is our age demographic. Yeah, the now. IRL barrel rolls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm taking this 757, and you're all coming with me. Okay, okay, let's get back to Agent 47 and his therapy session. I just, like, sometimes people talk about how they're born to do something. I think it just might be my calling. Why else would creator, baby Jesus, God, my Lord, and Savior Almighty give me such a smooth, aerodynamic head? Amen, brother. And my years of weapon training has given me such a deep, in-depth knowledge of ballistics and the associated physics. Why... Dr. Wario, I thought therapy was all just a ruse to fleece dumb people out of their hard-earned cash, but I really think you've given me a major breakthrough here. Agent 47, human cannonball extraordinaire. That does have a nice ring to it. Wah! Well, great, glad I've been able to help. Now we'll just need to check in with your insurance provider and determine your copay. Why do you like to schedule a follow-up appointment? Maybe next week? Ah, hmm. Yes, my insurance is through. My dad's guns. Oh shit. He pulls a gun out of his holster. Oh no. Uh, my dad's guns is by Ashtray Hart, too. <laughs> <laughs> what about the holster? Who's that by? song's pretty punky it's pretty rock and roll too though yeah i guess it's just pretty sweet it's locked and loaded and dads <laughs> and dads <laughs> uh how could you sing about dad's guns and not and, and and not be though you know what i mean sure yeah locked and loaded pretty sweet yeah i know whenever i've held on to my dad's guns you know his arms when he's flexing <laughs> I've just been like, I want to break stuff. <laughs> One day I'm going to be strong like you. Isn't that a Phil Collins song in Tarzan? Not those words specifically. It was a heavy paraphrase. So yeah. I don't know if anyone will be able to make the lyrical association. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I know you're stone sober, sober right now, Zach, but I've had... One twelve ounce light beer, and I'm losing it. <laughs> you bringing up Phil Collins? He's not even here, dude. Wait, Marshall, is Phil Collins in the room right now? He's the he's the hypnotherapist. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this is just all right, Zach. Your turn. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Tonight. <laughs> 
Uh, so my favorite part is in the latter half of the song, there's a moment where everything drops out and they play like super staccato for a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. Like that, and then uh, 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 slowly, like more and more instruments join in, and then the whole band comes back in, all big. Like it's pretty cool. It's yeah. a good build. Yeah. Uh, so Ashtray Heart has thirteen monthly, um, with full albums out in two thousand and two thousand and eight. So quite a while back. Oh yeah. But then. In 2020, they showed back up. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know how that COVID do. Yeah. Um, and they've had like a bunch of singles out since 2020 uh, through last year. Nice. Um, I really like their song, More Beans. I think it's from their uh, 2008 album. It's hella punk rock. Like I said, oh, this is pretty punk. That song's hella fucking punk rock, bro. Hell yeah. It's like a hardcore punk uh, guitar riff that's just like super fucking heavy. And it's about um, beans. We're about yeah, that. right? Like you can't have punk without beans. Yeah. <laughs> it's the cheapest. Yeah, that's in all the punk books. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you remember the Sex Pistols? They wouldn't go on unless they had, had their beans. beans in the back. <laughs> And every punk writer, you know how punk people have writers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it just says beans. It's, it's, but it's beans from even Stevens? Yeah. He's got to be there. Everyone's been wondering what happened to that guy. He's, he's every punk rocker's favorite. Yep. That's what happened. He's on the punk circuit since yeah. 1977. He's an immortal being, beans. <laughs> he's an immortal being. <laughs> Let's conclude my story. <laughs> if you made it this far, folks, <laughs> you're in it. You see, Dr. Wario, this has been incredibly helpful. I think I'm going to go have a chat with my local cir- circus. But I didn't come here to speak with a shrink. You see, you're my last mark now that I've discovered I can follow my dreams. But I'll need that last paycheck to get through clown college. It's free. I'm going to kill you anyways. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Agent 47 pulls out the gun that I already said he'd pulled out. Maybe next time, don't shit talk your cousin Mario so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Wah>! Blow. <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen any of the Hitman movies, but that sounds like it. I haven't seen any of the movies. I, I, I rented one of the games from Blockbuster and got in trouble because it was too violent. Oh yeah, um, uh, which like is crazy because like my parents never really cared about violent video games, but I think I was really young. You know yeah, what I sure. mean? So. <laughs> so yeah, see, you didn't have my parents, and you know, youngest of four children, so they're just like, yeah, I don't give a shit what you play. See, I'm youngest of two. My brother's like not even two years older than me, so we were like, it was like right as he, I, I was yeah. always allowed to do what my brother was allowed to do. Right. Yeah. But but it, I mean, it's like when I was eight, he was nine. You know, yeah. it's not like he was like figuring shit out like three years before and showing it to me you know what i mean yeah my parents were just worn down by time you know (laughs) and the twins the twins (laughs) yeah so they were raising two kids that were the same age the four years they were raising agent agent eight and agent nine which are two of the biggest psychopaths in agent 47's whole family and i'm just that I'm Zick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, great story, great playlist. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, now it is time for me to be hypnotized. And what's that, Phil Collins? 
Uh, therapist log. <laughs> Is this? Are you fucking Captain Picard? Is that not how they do it? <laughs> Why are they writing notes down for? I imagine that's how it starts. Is this fucking Star Trek? (laughs) If it's not Star Trek, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now. (laughs) Therapy Trek. Therapist log. (laughs) January 14th, 2 p.m. (laughs) Client Kirby. Our session begins with Kirby walking in and saying, Hi! (laughs) They seem chipper, but I could tell that that was just a mask. We engage in small talk, but when I asked Kirby what they do for work, they burst into tears and started saying, I suck! <laughs> By porridge. I love it when in rock music bands have a song where there's like one thing on guitar. Yeah. And there's like, no, no, that's really good. Just keep doing it. The whole song. Yeah, just do that. It's really good. It fits. It fits all the parts. It's really good. Yeah, it's so funny because it's <laughs> it's a very infectious like riff and it's the only thing going. And then in the background, the bass is just going fucking all over the oh, place. Oh, just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like making up for the fact that like the guitar isn't that like <laughs> intricate, you know? Just like playing it's just, that one part. Yeah. Right. And then the, the bass is just like walking up and down and just fucking just going crazy. You know, it's, it's very bad. Balanced. Yeah, yeah, I like no, that a great. lot. Porridge, you ain't bad. You don't suck. You don't suck, man. You're not fucked. That's another part. He says he's yeah. fucked. And I love that part because it's like yeah. that part of the song. Fucked. Yeah, exactly. It Except just like I'm builds. Fucked, yeah. You know, like <laughs> and it like really emphasizes the feeling you have when you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oof, been there. You know, it's just all builds. You're just like, I'm fucked. You know? Ah. But yeah, I just love like the sort of like um, the juxtaposition of like upbeat song, self-loathing lyrics. You know, oh yeah, it's just so great, bread and butter. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is actually the single version. Uh, now there's a different version that's on the album that everything's a little bit more muted. Uh, okay. It's less gainy. It's less, and I like this version a little bit more just because it has that bite to it. You know, like that a sort song of called like, "I Suck." Should be sharp. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I was feeling about it. But, you know, to each their own. But I'm just glad that they released this version as well, because I just like it a lot. Porridge is at 159 monthly. They got two albums out. I would recommend the song Roma Pizza Ship Myself 10,000. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and Average Jane. <laughs> Two, two different sides of the song naming spectrum there. Yeah, and two different sides of the coin <laughs> of porridge. Over and over again, Kirby just said, I suck. I tried to ask them why they think that about themselves. They responded, 
That's what I'm meant to do. I suck everything. <laughs> and everyone. I eat them. All of them. At once. Don't you see? I eat ass. Oh, Kirby, don't say that about you. By Nude Ramen. Nude Ramen? Yeah. If there was an ass-eating competition, I would easily win. Cause I eat the whole ass. Oh, I eat the whole ass. And what is wrong with me? I can't stop eating. Oh my god i like i'm like i'm like crying <laughs> it's so emotional i know it's so heartfelt this Just, would be the funniest song to play at a funeral we we peered into this man's soul and all that it was was just just, I eat tongue, ass. just tongue punching <laughs> it's such a beautiful composition though it's, with the most buck wild lyrics and like the the vocals like like tonally fit super well yeah um uh, but there's a couple of different moments where he completely just like to make a phrase fit will just 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 fuck the melody yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He, he's got something in particular he really needs to say at this moment of, in the song about eating ass in this way yeah um and it's oh man it's good i just love it's uh, really good i just love uh there's no happy ending for me i'll just keep on eating till i die <laughs> i eat ass i eat all ass <laughs> when I hit play, and that very soft piano started. This very like emotional piano. Yeah. Um, but because Spotify makes the album art real big. Yeah. It was like I, I heard the piano, and I just looked at this album art and just stared into this fucking soul. I remembered the song is called "I, <laughs> I Eat, Eat Ass. Ass," and that's all that he does. Yeah, that's all he does. <laughs> he does need therapy. Yeah. He's, He's addicted. addicted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ass rehab. I feel like this would be like the perfect song to play over like a Grey's Anatomy montage. <laughs> like just a bunch of sad doctors. And it's just like, I eat the whole ass. <laughs> the saddest doctor's uh, uh, partner is just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nude Ramen, they're at uh, 1400 monthly. Uh, they got two albums. Uh, see, here's the thing. This song's really fun, and I feel like this song is the perfect mix of, like, where what they can accomplish, like, musically with, like, what they can accomplish in humor, you know? They got other funny stuff. Yeah, but, like, some of the other stuff, it's just, like, I feel like this has a good balance of, like, not being too, like, immature. Like, I feel like some of their other stuff is, like, something I would have gotten down on, like, when I was, like, you know, kind of, like, younger and just, like, more into, like, shocking stuff. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Back when you used to listen, used to, listen to, like, mindless self-indulgence and shit. Yeah, and get on, like, al albino black sheep and, like, <laughs> watch crazy shit or, like, uh, you know, like, early YouTube days or, like... <laughs> hey, Papa Smurf, can I lick your ass? Yeah, yeah bitch. bitch. Eat my ass. Yeah. 
I eat ass. Sorry. Which, you know, it shouldn't be shocking that the guys who wrote the song I eat ass also make some immature music. Clearly the song is is <laughs> quite tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um but then like because the instrumentals are so heartfelt and well executed, mm-hmm. um, it's that perfect balance of like is is he joking? Right. Is this his real <laughs> confession? Is this Is this, is this Joji? <laughs> But uh, I recommend the song uh, "My Balls Hurt" copyright friendly. That's that's the name. Uh, My Balls Hurt dash copyright friendly. I wonder if they had to re-release because they had to get rid of a sample. Yeah, uh, and then the other song I would recommend is called "Off the Gloop." Off the Gloop. Yeah, but here's the thing about uh, these guys on Spotify. I don't think they're like verified, you know. So there's another person I think named Nude Ramen, and they make like really good funk music. It might be though with the instrumentals that Yeah, so it's it's so fucking weird cuz it's like when you look them up like the, the the like this is like the main thing that comes up for them. Yeah, but it's right? that album. But if you go to their albums, there's one just called Pink and then that one is just funk music. Like and and if you like funk, I would recommend the song Schizoid. Like Marshall listen to Schizoid for a second. All right, added Schizoid to my music. That was fucking cool. (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know if it's the same people and they're just like doing this as well or if it's two completely different artists both named Nude Ramen. It sucks that because I Eat Ass was like so well produced instrumentally and it was clearly also made on a laptop like Funk is. Yeah. That you don't have the ability to do like what I did with Nino Mercury and just say, it's not the same guy. Right, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, But back to the story. Kirby dried their tears and asked to be excused for a minute to use the restroom. They returned after five minutes, but they seemed a little different. Mm-hmm. They were wearing the same hat as my receptionist. <laughs> when I asked what happened, they said, I'm your receptionist. <laughs> We have the same bee attack. (laughs) I said that they were Kirby and not my receptionist, no matter if they were wearing the same hat or not. They began to cry and shouted, I have imposter syndrome (laughs) by Carlo the Poet. And Ray Morado. Man, that jump from like the the hook that's like auto tuned and sung to that like verse of just like rap. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> man, this beat's so fire. I want to tell ghost stories around it. <laughs> that synth is so killer, dude. Yeah, that synth at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, it just sounds like a like a funky like in- close encounters of the third kind. <laughs> Wee-woo. Wee-woo. 
You know? <laughs> uh, Carla the poet also has like an amazing voice. Like I feel like they just smoothly slide through like this whole track. You know, mm-hmm. just they 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 come in strong and they just like it's so fucking fitting for this beat. You know, and then Ray Murado, the bass in his voice does a great job uh, contrasting with you know Carla's like vocals. Absolutely, I did listen to some other of Ray's songs and it sounds it sounded like this one is way more reserved. Than like some of his other oh, stuff. Like real hardcore. Yeah, like real intense. Mm-hmm. Some of the other things that I could compare it to were like even like a Flatbush Zombies or like a Tyler the Creator type oh, wow. intensity. So for him to do this song where he's doing like vocals that are just like more like muted, like it perfectly fits the song. And I thought it was like really great that that's a different you know uh, sort of style that he can do. You know? Right. Well, it's interesting because like with the the part that Carla was singing where it's like very like sung and it's very like dynamic and it changes and it matches with like the melody and like through the synth and stuff really well. And then his delivery is like monotone and intense. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like in the context of this song, he brought a lot of intensity and added it to the track. Yeah. Um, but then to think about like, oh, like in the context of like other music, what he was doing here is like kind of a flat delivery compared to like right. what you can bring in a song that's just high energy the whole way through. Right? Definitely. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Carla, the poet, they have a thousand monthlies. They got 12 singles out. I would recommend the song Find Myself and Active. Uh, Ray's got 248 monthlies. Uh, they got eight albums. And I would recommend the song Flowers and then God Emperor Doom. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Which I, I the the beat for that one is kind of reminiscent of like an MF Doom type uh, beat. Yeah. And so uh, I think there might be some correlation there because like yeah. Doom's all capitalized like MF, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's all caps when you say his name. So you gotta. <laughs> I tried to explain to Kirby that imposter syndrome is something completely different. That's when Kirby grew angry. And out of nowhere, they pulled out Big Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) By the big group. (laughs) Big stuff going on over here. Yeah. Shit, Marshall. Wah wah. Here come the fuzz. <laughs> man, this song's so fucking dope. It's just fucking just dude shredding. Yeah, man. You can just tell by the opening bass, like, you know what this song is gonna be. It's gonna be fucking groovy. Big hammer where the hammer is this song. Yeah. Coming down. It's gonna hit you with it. Kind of a, a real King DDD of a song. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the the that punctuation of that like I, I think it's like a wah on that uh guitar. Wow. Yeah, and it sounds like a growl, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's fucking dope. <laughs> you know, it's jazz, it's psych, it's prog, it's oh shit, what's in my drink? <laughs> 
But uh, the big group actually was a UK band in 1971, and they only have this album, and it's all instrumental. It's all fucking dope. It's a great album. They have a 66 monthly listens. Uh, like I said, they only have one album. I would recommend the song Heavy Lift and Beat Norm. <laughs> Poor Norm. I, I don't know what Norm did, <laughs> but we got to beat him. He killed his mom. Oh, Jesus. That's why they had to get a big group. Yeah. It's a mob. <laughs> big group and a big hammer. Yeah. Norm, we're coming for you. You son of a bitch, Norm. Wow. 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 Kirby was enraged. I began to fear for my life as you raised the giant hammer. I almost screamed. But then the timer went off. It was the end of our session. <laughs> Lucky. We would have to resume next week. Kirby left my office, paid the co-pay, and jumped on a big star and flew away. <laughs> I guess he is one of those star writers. Or star writer. <laughs> by Neil Merriweather. <laughs> album cover like i spent like the first 30 seconds of the song just clicking around spotify trying to figure out how i could make it bigger yeah and then i finally made it bigger and i was just like oh my god i want to like do drugs and just look at this for 12 hours yeah i think uh i think it's it a great album cover so <laughs> uh, obviously you guys can't see it but what it is it's like a very 1970s comic book look with like <laughs> the Neil Merriweather uh sort of in like a, a, a knockoff Superman costume uh like <laughs> sort of like spreading out his arms and flying through the cosmos with I guess his three members of his band behind him in <laughs> different but yet similar themed costumes and then it just says uh, there's a bunch of stars and there's a planet beneath them and then it just says kryptonite uh I want this on a poster, dude. Yeah. I want it so bad. Give me this album art. I feel like this is one of those big like rock songs your dad used to do mushrooms to. <laughs> Not like your dad specifically, but just dad. You they know? didn't invent mushrooms in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> it's like if someone put a bunch of sci-fi noises in a Black Sabbath song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's just like some swirly synths and shit like that. I just love the 1970s era of, like, what they thought, like, space and, like, travel is. You know what I'm saying? Where they're like, yeah, dude, it's fucking out there, man. <laughs> it's just, like, this song's very airy. And, like, things just kind of, like, have, like, the perfect amount of, like, high-octane guitar riffs with, like, sort of, like, uh, like ambience to it, you know? Sorry, I'm I'm looking up where I can buy this album art right now. <laughs> I can get the vinyl for thirty one dollars. Oh, that's not bad. 
uh, Neil Merriweather, uh, he started his career in like 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just like hopped around from like band to band, always constantly working on shit. And he's been around so long that he's like, like pretty much just like been intertwined with like a lot of other famous musicians, like more household names. Like he's worked with like Rick James. Uh, he's oh, worked shit. with like Crosby, Stills and Nash. Uh, they actually wanted him to be. They wanted him to be their bass player at one point. And oh, he, for real? Yeah, and he declined it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? They could have been Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Merriweather. <laughs> but he's at a 6K monthly. He's got like 20 albums. Uh, I would recommend the song off a different album uh, that I love a lot. Uh, I think it's called Space Rangers. Uh, but uh, the song I recommend is called Sunshine Superman. Space Rangers also has dope album art. Yes, it does. Very Sorry, I found su- their band camp with all of their merch, dude. Yeah. I think I'm going to order some cassettes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Marshall, that is the end of my playlist. Dude, that's so good. Ah, thank you. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I, I fear for the therapist's life. Yeah. Because I feel like Kirby's going to enter, and the second the timer starts, that hammer's coming down. Sure. Yeah. Both of us kind of committed violence on the therapists. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we need therapy. <laughs> Maybe we're bad. <laughs> so I did, <laughs> when I was looking up songs for this playlist... I did try like 10 different variations on this sentence, just trying to find a song that said, I love killing people. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. So I think I'm probably on a list. <laughs> yeah. I like killing people. I love killing people. I like murder. I love murder. Uh, killing people good? Question mark? I think I put killing people is fun, exclamation point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not one band answered the call. Yeah, no one... <laughs> No one, no one, no one did. Well, I mean, you know, so if, you know, see a need, fill a need, you know. <laughs> All right, folks, I like killing people. Coming up, <laughs> uh, there is one more segment left in our show, though, and it's yeah. one I've prepared. Yes. So, folks, this uh, closing segment today, I wanted to talk about something that could maybe help some of y'all out, something that could make a difference, because you know, there's a lot of stigma around mental health issues and, like, seeking help. Uh, Zach and I have both talked on the show about how we're sad boys, you know? And so, like, we get it. Yeah. Um, And so I thought I would discuss some different therapies that I've done uh, with a... a, And and then you can talk to your doctor and see if it might be right for you. Yeah. Uh, Stuff that I found helpful, stuff that I I, I thought was good for my brain hole. This is not medical advice. We hear it. You're drunk. Do not condone any of these medical practices. That was good. That was good. Thank you. That's going to get us out of a lot. <laughs> so uh, the first therapy, this one did uh, just wonders for me. It's called God Complex Therapy. Uh, it's where you uh, develop a God complex and lose all your insecurities because those worms around you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few people have done that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're doing great. They're killing it. <laughs> Uh, this is one that my doctor talked to me about, and I think it could have really helped, um, but I wasn't a candidate for it. It's uh, called yeah. uh, Be a Billionaire Therapy. Oh. 
this one requires a big swimming pool full of golden coins like Scrooge McDuck has. Oh, dude, that guy's never not happy. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, until those fucking nephews show up. Oh, Duck, Duck, and Duck. <laughs> what are their names? They're, it's Duck, <laughs> Duck, and Duck, but they're all spelled differently. They all have different <laughs> U symbols. You know, one of them's got like the umlaut, you know. There's Duck, Duke, and Dork. <laughs> <laughs> Duck, Duke, and Duke. Duck, Duke, and Duke, my poor nephews. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one that I did get to try because it was more within my price range. Uh, this one was called Fart Therapy. Oh, yeah? So this one works kind of like CBT, uh, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, not cock and ball torture. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get a distinction. I'm sure everybody yeah. who has heard that immediately was like, cock and ball torture. <laughs> Really? Cock and ball torture. That did it for you? <laughs> um, so fart therapy, what you do is you fart in a jar, and then you cap it. Okay. And then every time you have a bad thought, you acknowledge it, you open the jar, and you take a sniff. Oh, wow. You're training your brain out of those bad thought cycles. Yeah, kind of like a dog where you're just, like, putting your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I guess you could shit in the jar, too. <laughs> There's, I, I, I didn't read that far into the handbook. Sure. Because uh, that's, sh- that's next level. That's shart therapy. Every, <laughs> every page that I read of the handbook was an extra $15 on my copay. Oh, so, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, sure. The next one we've got is frontier therapy. A lot of our uh, uh, forefathers dealt with this. Oh, on the prairie. Exactly. You get a covered wagon and you survive out there on the prairie. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be sad when every moment is life and death. Yeah, for sure. You're just glad to be there. Yeah. Till you get dysentery and then you just die. Man, the Oregon Trail is rough. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, uh, I've read a lot about, haven't tried it myself. It's called Flubber Therapy. Oh, like the movie. Yeah, you just uh, invent Flubber and then get really good at dunking. Oh, dude. I, I don't think, I think if I could dunk, that <laughs> would cure my depression. <laughs> right. It would just, you can't be sad when you're just fucking. Yeah, fucking, jumping over a dude and just fucking like, you know. You're at the rec center. Posterizing. Doing, you know? the, like, doing the dunk that Michael Jordan does in Space Jam where he stretches his arm like 30 feet. Yeah. <laughs> doing the dunk where you jump over a car and then like, it's like, who the fuck parked their car here? <laughs> yeah, this is, We're this playing is, basketball. This is a basketball court. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Um, and then the last one that I have to recommend here today, it just says spiders. Uh, there is a note, though. It says, ah, spiders. Oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, maybe that'll help someone. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're down and you really hate spiders, <laughs> just remember, there's no spiders on you. Well, Marshall, that is the uh, eight-legged forehead kiss that puts this episode to bed. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you guys could do us a solid favor and give us a follow on uh, whatever app you're listening to this on and maybe give us a rating if you if you enjoyed us. If you like this episode, please give it a five stars or more. It really helps us out with the algorithm. You guys can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, That would be super dope of you as well. You guys can also contact us, eardrunk at gmail.com, if you guys have any ideas for playlists, if you guys got any great tunes that you're listening to, or if you just want to say, hey, you sad fucks, get some help, please. Hey, you sad fucking losers. It's been 62 episodes. (laughs) 
or 61. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but I'm sick of hearing it. Get help. You guys can email that to us, eardrunk at gmail.com. You guys can also find all of these wonderful, amazing artists who have made these amazing songs in the description of this episode. You'll see our playlists that have all these tunes on it. So be sure to give them some love as well. And there's another man in there, a man whose music is like therapy to me. But, you know, I get it for free. And that's the best kind of therapy. (laughs) 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 And that's one J.W. Francis. J.W. lets us use the song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy. It's a great song. He's a great dude. What more could you ask for? So be sure to check him out and uh, and listen to all his great music. He's got a whole catalog of music that you got to check out. He's, he's even got a secret, secret album. I've got it on cassette. Yeah, but if you know somebody... <laughs> it's, like, it's, like it's, I know somebody. It's me. I have it on cassette. I know you. If you, hey folks, uh, 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 I'm extending an offer now while we're small. If you ever want to listen to a J.W. Francis's Boom Boom tape, uh, come on over. I've got a boom box. We'll uh, sit in a circle around the boom box and listen to the Boom Boom tape. But like, it's a secret. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to like upload it for streaming. Yeah, but like, I'm telling the listener. Don't tell a whole lot of people. JW's going to revoke his... his, his <laughs> <laughs> he said we could use his song, and he's going to be like, they told about the Boom Boom tape. What the fuck? Yeah, he's going to he's gonna send me a message on Instagram, and it's all going to be lowercase. It's going to sound just like this. <laughs> but he's a great guy, and he wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't. No, he's, he's seriously so, so sweet. He's so sweet, and he's so nice, so please, please go out and check him out. Uh, with all that being out of the way, guys, I've been your host, Zach Webb. Wow! I'm Dr. Wario. And have a kick-ass day. Kick-ass day.